johnsyndicate.com. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Direct from the Vegas Strip. Are you looking to access the most powerful betting syndicate information directly from the Vegas Wise Guys? The same games that players walk into the casinos and move 5, 10, 20 dimes a game on week in and week out. Learn the secrets of the most powerful betting sources directly from our office to your ears. All you have to do to walk with that air of confidence is pick up the phone and don't stall. Make the call. Call 1-888-201-4201. That's 1-888-201-4201. Call now. Call free for your access password at johnsyndicate.com. That's www.johnsyndicate.com. Call now. Call free. Hey, this is former odds maker Kenny White now on your side of the counter. Go to oddsxfactor.com where I'm going to reveal all the secrets how to beat the NFL, NBA, Major League Baseball, and especially college sports. College is my forte. I love totals. I love second halves. And I love in-game. I was seen on 60 Minutes. I can beat the point spread. I was on the other side. Now I'm with you. Go to oddsxfactor.com. 1-800-209-1679. That's 1-800-209-1679. Pick up the phone and make the call. Get today's Consensus Club play absolutely free. Coming from the outside to the inside here at SportsInsidersRadio.com. Get our top consensus play from me, John, yours truly, plus Kenny White and Brian Blessing. It's absolutely free. Don't stall. Make the call. From Las Vegas, another edition of Sports Insider Radio, inviting you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. That's simple. Brian Blessing, David Miller. We're hanging out in Vegas, and I feel it. I've been wearing turtlenecks and hooded sweatshirts, and I'm just now down to a little golf jacket. Dave comes strutting in, you know, rock, rocking the biceps with a T-shirt on little warmer brother and it's nice feeling good out there the red bull warmed me up i need an extra one because it's now early today well remind me never to get on the wrong side of you <laughs> you were running a marathon yeah well that may have been the dumbest thing you ever thought uh now we're gonna well we're running a marathon here in the next hour because there's a lot on the docket let's bring the fellas in john and mike they're hanging out in baltimore we always love chatting with them how's it going boys I'm doing, doing great. great. I'm Listen, actually I'm uh, so excited because I thought Dave wasn't going to make it today. Dave, congratulations. You got up before 11. I told you. I told you I was coming today. I said, I'm going to make it. I, I'll get back to you because you said you really wanted me. So 
Hopefully, I have. I some. need you, man. You're my you're you're, you're my man. Well, hopefully, and I we, help we have out. thousands of clients listening, following you on Instagram, That's on Twitter. They here. wait with weighted breath every Wednesday to hear your insights. That's why I couldn't let you, let you down, or the people down, or myself. Down. Uh, and I got news here. If indeed you were just like you know rounding into form to, to be away, he just woke you up. Oh, that was uh, my ego is just through the roof. I feel like an all star now. Well, no, but the problem, you see, but they don't understand is this morning for us. Uh, I mean, John is a walking, talking energy drink. Well, he doesn't look. I'm still trying to get you to drink the first Red Bull, but I needed, I needed. This is my second one. What's going on, Michael? Yeah, Mike's. Uh, is he there? He's watching soccer. Uh, yeah, I'm here. Sorry. Soccer, Wild soccer game came out. Yeah. <laughs> no, there's actually no soccer right now. It, it looks like over there in Europe, they're playing in empty stadiums. So it, it, it's amazing. I mean, they're, I don't know if this is true, and I don't know if you guys have actually heard about it. John mentioned it to me the other day. They were saying there may be a case where they won't allow people to sit in the stands during March Madness. I in the main hear, tournament. I didn't hear about that, but I heard moving forward they were thinking about have, yeah, some events. MP, but yeah, I, like I, I had not any, or, anything new on the uh, turn. You, you saw is that something brand new, like breaking news, like this is really under consideration. Um, John, where yeah, I mean, it was on the news. Yeah, it was on the ESPN yesterday. They were talking about it. Um, they. Uh, uh, Italy, Italia, Syria, uh, obviously the whole country of Italy's locked down, so they're, they're playing the games in empty stadiums. Now that, that was first, then they canceled the games and not going to resume play till March. Um, I was going to ask you guys, because we're going to be getting on a plane uh, in two weeks, is, uh, have you seen a uh, precipitation of masks on the Strip? Especially you, David, because you're in and out of the sports books. Have you seen people wearing masks or not really? A couple of people. Um, I, I think panic hasn't really set in here. I don't know about over there. I, I don't think in the U.S. we have reason to panic at this point, and I can't see that happening during March Madness. I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I know. So how many about you, Brian? Have, have you seen anything? Uh, a handful of people. I know. You know some of the properties that host the, you know, the big NCAA tournament bashes have had uh, some people call in and. You know, voice concerns and, and cancel uh, room reservations. So, uh, you know, some people aren't going to be traveling. I, and I, I don't think it's so much coming to Vegas to be in a crowded room. I, I think uh, uh, the bigger concern would probably be, be strutting through an airport and hopping on a plane, I think would be their bigger concern. No, I agree Compl- uh, completely. That's uh, but you know what? If we're gonna get on the plane, unless they tell us we can't get on the plane, because as me and Mike said, you just can't live in fear, and uh, you know that's that's it. That's the solution. You know, you just can't live in fear. You got to just keep on rolling and keep on betting. I mean, obviously, if it came down to something, if it, if it came out down to something crazy like. There was no; they weren't playing the games. Well, obviously, then you can't keep on betting. But uh, it is amazing to watch it from from uh, from the, you know the news. Obviously, no has to sensationalize anything. I did want to talk about a few things getting into back to the betting because um, we're all here, we're all alive right now, and that's what matters. Is uh, David? People will call us in the morning, even if you're not involved in the games, and they'll say, "Can you believe Boston lost?" Or you posted that play on Instagram. Can you believe that Miami won? And it's like, yes, I can believe. Yeah, yes. If it was that easy to take every team that's supposed to win, 
We already discussed it. We'll get into the numbers later. But, like, does it shock you when teams like Boston blow a 20-point lead and lose the game outright? Or you pretty much, as we always discuss, there's no emotion. Yeah, we've seen it all. We've seen it all. And then, and then, and then for, <coughs> you were talking about Miami. Whenever you take plus five, you're, you're thinking, oh, they could win this game, you know. Um, but, no, no, nothing shocks me anymore. I've seen – no, like, like the other day, the who was that that was down by 10 against Duke and they came back in overtime? That was that was pretty shocking. But other than that, um, it's I haven't been shocked in a while. I, I've just seen well, such big well, sample size of all that was, stuff. That was Wake Forest. Wake Forest, that's right. But didn't that shock you guys? I mean, what was the odds of that? Down, they well, were I mean, literally down 11 with like a minute and five left. And they – to me, that was that was the most shocking thing I've seen all year. Uh, you well, I mean, you see that. I feel like you see that more and more in college basketball. Not really. Not more a big so. favorite like that, or, uh, blowing it in with such a lead to blow it. No, I guess that that's an extreme circumstance. Obviously, that's probably the only one all year that was with literally no time left. They came back and they won in other they than that. Overtime. Yeah, other than that, I haven't. Nothing's really shocked me this year. I, I don't know. Is there something? A couple of. Uh, Last-minute blown covers in NFL that were pretty shocking. Uh, the Redskins and the Eagles game, I, I think that that kind of shocked me a little bit. But San Fran, I think the San yeah, Fran game as well. Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't say shocked me, but it it was like, did I just see that? <laughs> you know, but nothing should shock you. Yeah, not shock. I, I hate to use the word shock, but yeah, it, no, he's right. You well, know, let me let me. This this is Brian. You know, this is where when I watch games like this, I look at the in-game. You know, obviously, not everybody has the ability. What level of in-game opportunities, you know, that present themselves? When you know, like, there, to me, that's more of a valuable lottery ticket than playing the. I mean, you're down twenty. You're a good team. Hey, you take a flyer. Maybe they come back. Like, you know, I turned the Lakers on the other night. They were down. I think three points with nine minutes left against uh, the Pelicans, and then they, you know, you could have in-game live bet that game at a real good price, and then they just roll. Have you guys been actively involved in that, or are you just uh, well, making your bets and then your halftime bets? Well, I, I, I have. Uh, well, not I wouldn't say not as active as other years, but to me, one of the factors, too, is how much time is left. That's what, that's what shocked me about the Wake Forest game, because the one you just said, the Lakers, nine minutes left, down by three. Uh, this isn't this is this isn't too hard to overcome. But I was thinking about what the odds of Wake Forest coming, the true odds when they were down eleven as an, as what a twelve point dog, eleven point dog uh, to to such a good team to actually come back and win. I mean that had to have been like I don't, like five thousand to one or like one in five thousand, some one in ten thousand, something like around there. So that's why when I see those extreme ones. I'm always like, wow. Okay, it keeps keeps it in perspective. Anything can happen, you know, in this business. But no, the in game, a couple of spots kind of lowered the stakes, and so I haven't been as as involved. I don't know about him. Uh, in game hockey, maybe is that um, what you've been involved in? On occasion, uh, yeah, on occasion there'll be games. Uh, I've been doing a lot more uh, first periods uh, in hockey, right. and in fact. Um, I, I would just throw this out as a, a general rule of thumb. Something recently I've been doing, and it is actually working. And uh, you get the inflated price when teams play on back-to-back nights. And I think what happens is the team plays back-to-back nights, and then they travel. They get there, you know, and, and say they're going to get killed because they're playing back-to-back nights. But they're 
they just got done playing a game 20 hours before their passing's crisp. What happens right. is maybe they wear down in the back half of the game. I've been playing those teams. If they're plus $1.40 $1. for the game, and it's an inflated number because they're playing back-to-back nights, you're still getting plus $1.35 in the first period. And what's happening in these games is that the teams that play back-to-back nights actually get off to a good start and then wilt. So pl- playing the dog in the first period's actually been really a moneymaker. Do you think they're really they're they're really overplaying that, or do you think fatigue really does? Oh, set it's in? absolutely. So the fatigue really kicks in in the third period. Second, they wear they, they 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 tend to wear down. Right. Uh, the you know team that didn't play the night before maybe finds their legs. They get stronger as the game goes on, and the team that played back to back nights gets weaker. But the team that had just played the night before usually starts fast i agree because in basketball i'll do the same thing when a team when a team's on a back-to-back or or if they went into overtime uh the night before then i'll then i'll look to play in the second half i'll i'll look to fade them as 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 one of the fundamentals not saying i auto do it but one of the fundamentals because he's right it would it would take effect you know more in the in the second half of the game or or in hockey the third period that so I think yeah, I think also thing. with with NBA it's tough I believe it's tougher to gauge first half plays just because it, the flow of the game is much different than college basketball because one it's longer and the way that they rest these guys throughout the season and they put them on a you know on a minute count so really they're just keeping it close in the first half they're not really going all out they sit the starters sit most of the you know first part of the second quarter so, and then it really they they charge it up in the fourth quarter. It, it seems like that all the time. Like Toronto, for example, last night losing by fifteen, losing by seventeen early in the second quarter, and then they storm back because it just seems like they really don't care. They know they're their better team, and they storm back. They get close within the third, and then they just blow them away in the fourth. So it's much harder to gauge for me, and it's personal experience for NBA first half betting compared to college basketball where you can kind of gauge these guys they're playing basically most of the game unless they're in foul trouble well that was that was like the warriors remember a couple years ago they would start slow and then a lot of people thought that well they just they know they're a lot better and they don't really try in the first half i I never i wasn't sure really that that actually so i so i kept betting i i kept uh betting the other team in the second half thinking well they're overplaying that And, and it kept the Warriors kept covering, so yeah, I mean, you might be right. Maybe they go into the game. Hey, so so if anything, you look speaking to play the dogs the Warriors, in the first half. Speaking of the Warriors, how about that line last night? They were getting right. sixteen and won the game by sixteen. Right, and they were down by what nine at half. So wow, yeah, they were down by nine at half, and the second half spread was seven, seven and a half, which made it sixteen, sixteen and a half. And yeah, they came back. And one, yeah, that was impressive. Yeah, so that's another example of you see it all. Because <laughs> who saw that coming? Did you see that coming, John? Uh, I didn't see the not text till this morning when I not till this morning <laughs> when I checked the score. I did have, but the... you know, I it, it's interesting because as having a son that's fifteen and really into the NBA, every morning when he wakes up, he checks his phone and he comes down. Dad, can you believe Boston got killed dad can you believe that xyz and i go of course i can believe it that's why your dad is in business because <laughs> if it was that easy everybody would be doing it well well so, that you know, game well the one last night i took i took the warriors in the second half just because 
so they so they covered the first half by a half a point, and then the second half spread open six and a half, and then they bet it up to seven and a half. So it was like, well, they covered the first half by a hook, but now you're getting more than the full game by a hook, and it's you know neutral in possessions, the third and the fourth quarter. So so it was kind of like, okay, that's just the public betting that up because that doesn't make sense. But, yeah, as far as winning the game outright, definitely didn't see that coming. <laughs> nope. But you weren't, We weren't congratulating all Moneyline winners no, on that game? No, you weren't congratulating me, that's for sure. I'm sure now, somebody you, out will there had it. you take a position on the Moneyline like, in the second half, or are you kind of just it's all no, about the spread? No, I, I try to point. do the spread. You know, you can bet more. The, the, takeout's, the, the takeout's fair, and, and uh, you can find some opportunities. But but it's tough with those bigger money lines uh, to to find the find the same value because at the end of the day it's all about value. You love when I say that, but it is. I mean Brian really loves when you say that. Brian scringes when he he says, "What's the value in losing?" That's what he used to tell me a decade ago. Value is great when you win, but it's not great when you lose. <laughs> I I've never understood that word. Well, no, I never th- understood that word in, in sports betting. His thing is he the watching the games. That's the that's the one he likes when you say that one. You haven't said it yet. Oh, I you know, <laughs> I, you know I I don't know how you do it without watching, but that everybody does it their own way. Everybody right. everybody's got what works for them. I mean, and hopefully it works for you. Yeah, no, absolutely. Abs- no, I mean I do watch the games, but yeah, not I don't I'm not glued to the TV. John just loves saying that and telling everybody that. Maybe oh, I should no, we start got a video up gl- on the website. You're looking at the screens. I was there. There was no TVs. I'll show Big Mike how you do it. I was going to ask you guys, going into March Madness, you know, um, do you have – do you play props? So I, I guess all three of you. Like, are you going to play any props this team favored to, you know, to get to the Final Four, good odds, or are you just pr- simply taking it game at a time? Well, the in futures, fact, the yeah. question I was going to ask, and I throw it at you, David, I, for argument's sake, if you're betting a team – Say a ten, twelve to one team to win a conference tournament. Uh, do you just step up and yep, bam, I'll play the twelve to one, or I mean, do you actually Whoa. dive into it and say, hey, wait a minute, if they're going to be, you know, the a four, uh, a four to maybe an eight point dog through the course of three or four yeah. games. Does actually just rolling the money line actually bring yeah. back a bigger return on investment? Well, 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 sometimes yes, sometimes no, because a lot of times you'll make the spreads. Okay, if they play so-and-so, worst-case scenario, if they have the toughest road, it will be X, Y, Z. But uh, my the way I do it, actually, for something like that is with, with the handle being so big for something like this, you'll find a yes and a no somewhere on, on every team at, at multiple sharp books so i try to get a lot of times too you can find uh, the yes what we want to bet at more at a bigger price than the the no does that make sense so like the yes will be off or somewhere far away plus 1200 the no will be whatever minus 1450 you can find like a 15 to 1 on on the team doing that and and then i feel comfortable about it about the bet because I feel like it is a it, it there is a positive overlay, you know. So I like to see the yes and the no. That was the long answer. And then the other thing is the only other one that that's big and it's because the handles through the roof is the the one you were talking about, Mike. The the first ten minutes, 
you know, when you bet the first 10 minutes, you can get no, a lot. No, the first, fifth, the first fifth, team to 15, 15 points. Yeah, 15, 15 points. Uh, you can get a lot of value on that one, too. You can get a lot of value on that. I've, I've had tremendous value on that one. And I would never even look at something like that in a regular game myself. So, so I don't know about him, but you should have seen the guy last year. You'll see it this year. Every, the first Brian, you can't talk to the guy for the first fifteen minutes of every game. He's heads explode. first fifteen scored. First fifteen. Well, scored, there's a couple right. of them. I had a yeah. plus six fifty last year. I thought I like won the lottery. Oh, you hit a plus six fifty. Yeah. Well, what were they for the full game? Wow, that must have been. Was... They were getting seventeen points yeah. for the game. Wow. Uh-huh. I was sitting in, uh, but again, they just got out the gate hot. They scored fit, then they got blown out. But they got it was like it was just a miraculous way that they were down. I think twelve to six, and then they hit a three, a three. The other team kept missing, and they got to fifteen. It was just like it's just action. There's really it's no mathematical edge. I believe that the team that's getting seventeen points is going to come out at hot. It's just you take a shot on a couple teams that you have an opinion on, and you pray. Yeah, no. Well, there's so many, so many of those pray. props. No, there's so many of those props for each game. I mean, they're all over the place, and and you can find value. You know, because, yeah, well, you have to line them up against, to me, this is what you have to do. You have to line them, the prices up with multiple companies, and, and then you can find a lot of opportunity, market value almost, uh, you know, just, just with the discrepancies. That's that's what I do on that, or an opinion, I'll, then I need a fair price, and then I'll play all of those, all of all of those props. But only only for March Madness, myself. Or or big NFL games, Super Bowl. I had a couple, but it wasn't. I, I'm not. I'm just not very into the props or or the futures, like the conference. I know it is fun too to grab a couple long shots or ten or fifteen to ones and just you know they got a shot and you, and you think it's seven or eight to one. I, I get it, but I'm more focused on the actual each game, the spreads, first half, second halves. But I'll definitely be involved. You guys, oh, maybe we'll watch. I took a flyer in the in the CAA. I took William and Mary at eight to one. Okay. Uh, I mean, they won six in a row. They're up to the two seed, and they've got them at the sixth in terms of the futures. And they've got a paint presence. And I know college hoops is a three point shooting game, but they got this kid Knight who's just a monster in the paint. They they had one one place I know that I know the guy told me. They had, uh, or they have, because you can't change it during the year because they've already taken bets. Dayton in the field, and I think it was uh, BYU, and, and somebody, and people were betting forty to one, and then they just finally all the way down to like five to one. So some people out there are really, really need Dayton. I know that because they were in the field everywhere. I think. Yes, they were. Yeah. So now, you're, how good are you seeing there? I mean, you're you're still obviously a massive dog, but you know you're getting forty to one on something that. What what is that now? I mean, you're good with those futures. What's Dayton now? The break even? You think? What do you think? You don't know? Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. All right. I mean, the funny thing is, like, teams like Dayton, San Diego State, uh, and there's always that question. And then, and then, you know, Gonzaga every year is who have they faced? You know, I mean, yeah, so there's always that question yeah. mark. I mean, everybody thinks Dayton's the real deal. I mean, and they, well, that's all you can say when a team has a good record. Yeah. Well, who have they played? Yeah. Yeah, ah, this is going to be fun. I can't wait. <laughs> well, especially when they're outside the top five major conferences, you you know their strength yeah. of schedule. Gonzaga, I it's think it's one twenty eighth. It's obviously a yeah, but they're they've consistently had good teams and they recruit really well. 
I mean, they have the potential to definitely go far. It's just they've always never been able to win that big game. So they've made it to the Final Four before. So, you know, San Diego State and Dayton, you know, the jury's still out. I don't believe they've been battle-tested through the season. But, you know, here's the good news about the tournament. It starts in right. two weeks. I believe and more. We're going to find out really quick. It's all about I, the price. Boys. I believe more in Dayton uh, than I do San Diego State. Uh, I think San Diego State's kind of, you know, coming back to the pack a little bit here. But Dayton just keeps doing what they're doing. Are we going to catch any tough, games? They have a tough game tonight. Yep. Oh no, the A ten's a tough league. They got Rhode Island at home. I mean, uh, Rhode Island's at home. Mm-hmm. Dayton's on the road, so it'd be a. A good matchup tonight to see how battle tested they are if they could pull that one out. Yeah, it's like a statement game for Rhode Island, but you know Dayton also, you know, right there in the discussion, every game matters here. Uh, with, I mean, you think about uh, a the, the the path it leads for you for this year, but but what it would mean to the conference as a whole uh, for the A10, uh, you know, if Dayton was able to get a one seed. Right, yeah, it's something. Yeah, you don't see too. You don't see it ever really. So. So you think if they win out, they get the one seed? Well, they're going to need, you know, we'll see what happens up above. But you know, clearly, you know, the teams above them are going to be playing monsters in their conference tournaments. And, you know, so they need they need one of the three to, you know, maybe, you know, find the banana peel. Yeah, that's probably hope the spread goes up there in, in Rhode Island at post. What do you think, Mike? I mean, I personally like Rhode Island to win outright tonight. And that's you know I don't normally give out plays on the radio. I have a couple I have a couple groups that I deal with outside of both of you, and they've been they fed me Rhode Island and with the price. So again, you know I'm not a homer just because a team normally a square better looks at that game and says. <laughs> I'm not sorry, a homer. I keep hearing he's not a homer as he. Tried to talk himself into. I'm just outing him right now on the radio. I'm explaining to him that an unranked team, you got Rutgers 17 and one at home, and they're only laying one. And I'm explaining to him why it's a gift. They, they, but because they're playing a ranked team, they're only it's they're making this team pick them, and he's trying to rationalize why he's going to go double fisted in on Maryland. And uh, but he's not a homer whatsoever. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, well, hold on a second. It wasn't a double-fisted play. It was just a regular selection last night. You know, I had some information. Obviously, it didn't pan out that way. They look. They couldn't for the last two games. They're a team that's going to live and die by the three, and they couldn't. They just, the basket had a lid on it. Both games, they just could not hit a three. They kept coming back, and the other team wasn't playing that much better. But they just literally could not create any offense, and they've been stagnant throughout the years. As good as they are with their record and being ranked in the top 10, when they go cold, they go really cold. So, you know, the consistency, I'm a little optimistic for the tournament. I don't think they're going to make it out of the first weekend. It's just, I just don't, they're a six-man team. And if you don't have depth in the tournament, you know, you can't overcome those those runs. If the other team makes a run and you basically can't shoot the three, it's, it could be a, a huge downfall come tournament time if you're not deep enough or you get into foul trouble, which we've seen if they have their bigs get in foul trouble in Maryland, they have nobody to back them up. So well, it's going thing, to be a fun time of the year. The thing that happens, you know, I mean, uh, this is almost a broken record. Uh, the Marylands and the Penn States of the world, terrific seasons. Uh, yeah. you know, now it's uncharted territory, uncharted waters for them. And here comes Michigan State and Izzo every year. All it is is about peaking at the right time, and here comes Michigan State. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. yeah, look at Michigan State last night. They were down 16. They were down 19 at one point. Down 16 at the half. Izzo must have gave them the best pep talk of the year, and they stormed back and won the second half 48-23. to so, Now, were you involved in the second half, either one of you, in that game? I, was, I wasn't. Looking for value? I, I, <laughs> your favorite word, I wasn't. No. You were not? No, I had quite a few bets, but I, that game, no. Um, but got quite a few today, too. Maybe we'll give one out o- over the radio, huh? We could. But listen, do you guys know what the top, the number one covering team in college basketball is? Oh, here we go. Okay. Uh, wait, you <laughs> gave us the answer last week. Couldn't have changed. I don't know. It you was Oklahoma me? City in NBA and in, in, in college. No, 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 in college basketball. I know. I'm trying to think. Uh, it, it's somebody. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. San Diego State. Okay, what's your guess? I, I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'm not even acting like I know. I mean, it could be a bad team. I just don't care numbers. about numbers. Yeah, no, I, it's I, usually I, a team with a good record somehow. I don't know. I'll throw Dayton out there. All right, I'll just, I, I don't want to waste time with it. North Florida is yeah, 22 and 8 again. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'd have got there by 4 in the afternoon. Yeah, yeah. Right, exactly. North, North Florida with, a, with, the, with, with the tied spot with Hofstra is 22 and 8 against the spread. Mm-hmm. And then South Dakota State is number 3, 21 and 8. And then everything goes back to parity as we move down the line. But you know, you know we, we'd had a better chance if you'd asked us what pi times twenty seven is. We're exactly. Pretty much, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. Well, but here's the interesting. But he thing. told you us know, that last about... week. That's the sad thing. You, I think you told us that last week, wasn't it? The same yeah. team. Yeah, I don't know if it was the sad thing. We switched up a little. I don't yeah, think remember North Florida that. was number one. But interesting enough, when we talk about reversion of the mean, you know, it's <sighs> look. Boston lost last night. They're the number one team against the spread, 37-21-2. Oklahoma City lost last night, the number two mm-hmm. team against the spread, 38-23. and So mark this down, guys. I mean, is it going to be 37-37? and Is it going to be 38-38? No. and You know, it'll be interesting to see the number third spot is – the Bucks thirty-five and twenty-six, and the number fourth spot is the Lakers thirty-three and twenty-six. But I mean, the two top teams basically money making on the spread is Boston and Oak City. And when they hit a couple, uh, when they start, it'll be interesting to see where they end the season because they're so far ahead of everybody else against the spread. Well, well, I think moving forward, they'll just be they'll both in the long run in this situation they'll both be fifty percent or maybe a little bit under. As people yeah, well, start if were, betting, if they were fifty percent at the end of the seat. Well, no, but you're saying they're going to maintain sixty three. Well, you're saying there there are, there are thirteen more wins than losses, right? I, I think spread at the wise, end of, yeah, wise, I, yeah. I think at the end of the season that that's where they'll stand in the long run. So, and my because moving and forward, I say it's 50, that it 50, should be closer to fifty percent, and you start fading them now. Well, yeah, probably there is value to fade both of those teams in the long run. But when I say value, that could mean in the long run they go 48 49% against the spread. Because it just can't be that easy either way to just ride the team the rest of the way or uh, go, well, I'm going to go opposite every game. But it could add some thin value. It could, it could, in the long run, well, be worth so a little bit. Well, so let's talk about your. Let's talk about fade. one of your winners. I would fade. Well, let's talk about one of your winners last night. The worst team against the spread in the NBA is the T Wolves, twenty-one thirty-seven and two, thirty-six percent. Now you cashed that ticket yesterday with Minnesota plus the twelve, correct? Yep. So the question is. 
are you playing? Are you even looking at the fact that you're getting good value because they're so bad against the spread, or that doesn't even come into? I mean, they're the worst team in the NBA against the spread. Period. To me, no. Well, to me, I just go. Well, I think the line should be in this range. It's this. I have a bet, or I, 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 to be honest with you, I never. But in the back of my mind, if I'm like, if I was gonna go, if one of my games was to take, so let's so today the the Celtics play the Cavs and the the Thunder play the the Pistons. If I thought, well, the Cavs or the Pistons is is a play, but I'm on the fence, I would probably bet it just because it would turn a lean into an official play just knowing that the Celtics and the Thunder have have crushed the spread but uh I would never just look at that as my okay well they're 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 uh they're killing the spread it's got to go back to I would never have that logic but I would think in my head well this is probably skewed a little bit more than I think just because they're cashing at such a high percent against the spread so if that answers your question so today looking at both both of those games Celtics opened up two and a half it's four and a half that's I haven't taken a, a look at that game yet well obviously that's back that goes back to what Brian always says throughout the last game everybody's taking Boston for the bounce correct well there could be an injury update that happened uh, but since the two and a half came out, and then the other one, seven to eight, is probably just yeah, the people are betting the road favorite who's crushing the spread. So that that looks like a standard get the extra Faded. half with the Pistons at post. Looks like it. I don't know though, but it looks like a standard spot to fade a move based on on everything we know so far. Well, yeah, I, 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 would, I, would, I would I would even throw one at you last night. Uh, was on the over in the Sacramento game with Washington. And you wish they could all be, be this easy. 133-126 was the final. So now Washington's going to play back-to-back nights, but because you get the Circus Act game last night, now you get the inflated total tonight mm-hmm. that Lillard could come back. Now, that could be great. He could be rusty. Uh but all of a sudden, this number is two forty-two and a half, and you know, to me, that's all about you know the zigzag the other way on back-to-back nights. I mean, it's a ridiculously high total. They could go over by thirty, but I'm more prone to think that the you know they they were running the track meet game last night. That this one you know comes back more in the in the one teens, not the one thirties. Yeah, I like I like that. I like if I think if a game does go over, like you said, by thirty or forty points, and then the next night. It's high again, and then they bet it up again. Just going well. Last night, it. I, I like. I like that. That sounds. That's. That's right. Because you. You well, have two things going for you. The public's just betting. How you said what you they sh- last saw. You should throw out the last game exactly, and there might be some fatigue there, and uh, so so that would help it a little bit to go under. So yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, fatigue to the point that personnel could be different. Right, instead of right. The, playing the run and gun Which game, definitely. Yeah, the, now now more guys are getting in, yeah. and they're taking more time yeah. off the shot clock just to hang around till the end of the game, and then they they do it. You know, they, right. maybe, uh, yeah, whatever, whether it works right. or it doesn't. I mean, I like the over last night, but I, I mean, if, immediately I said I'll be I'd be interested to see if they inflate the total because of last night. It's I think also they did. it's also the last game, I think too. Yeah, so so. If anything, locally here too, we'll get a get it a little higher. That that also feels good. So you have multiple fundamentals going for you there, 
to take the under. Now, Dave, this fundamental, will you flip the script when a dog outperforms? So, for instance, you posted on Instagram, you had the Heat winning 105-89 to against the Bucks, I believe, on Monday. Did I predict the and, exact score? I did. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Oh, yeah, yeah. So here's the question. Now, the way my brain works is, if I have no information, I'm fading the heat today, laying six and a half, well, and I'm taking the magic. Well, a lot of times in that spot, well, so the emotional downer, but it feels right. better if they're laying a big number, a bigger number the next game. So, so a good spot there would be if they're laying like 13 in the next game. Seven, not as good, but yes, so you're not gonna absolutely. Look at that game and go, no, eh, absolutely, I am. Down, they just beat absolutely, the I am. Absolutely, I am. You're, you're right. You nailed it. But does okay, that mean good. I'm going to play? See, it? At least I know. I say, see, Mike, I told you, I have the inner workings of David Miller's brain. All you guys have to do is call me. I have the key. But but the thing is, but tell me, you wouldn't feel better fading a team that that came off of a one of the biggest wins of the year when they're laying a big number in the next game because now they they now they even going they go into the game just like wow Here, let me let me go inside that game for you there we go all, all right. right yeah if there's a letdown i mean miami has the big game they uh, they're dominant at home, and they held the high-flying Bucks to a ridiculously low number. By the way, Miami had been seven straight games over the total before the 105-89 win over the Bucks. If there's a letdown, it's a lack of intensity. And oh, by the way, Orlando's coming in 8-0 to the over in their last eight. <laughs> so if there's a letdown, the safer play is the over. Okay. I think we're going to mark that down. We got so we got. I guess that's uh, what was free... your game, Mike? We have Rhode Island plus four. <laughs> so we got Rhode Island. We got the over in the Heat game. And again, I'll have something for you guys if you pick up the phone and call me. But so back to that the, Brian, the, the, was that Brian or Dave that just laughed at that? No, he no, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Laugh at what? No, I didn't laugh. We were laughing right. at you guys. I, I, was gonna, I heard a laugh. But, I heard a chuckle. But Dave. I mean, I heard, me I, when something. I said Rhode Island, I heard a chuckle. Yeah, in the we're, we were laughing, and we thought oh, it might it might have chuckled. I I I because you said we. <laughs> no, but it was like it's Mike. Mike's just sitting there going, "Yeah, I didn't hear none of that. I just got Rhode Island." Look, I, I'm <laughs> look, I'm behind the people. I represent the people. It's a we business. It's not a me business. It's a team sport. And we, yeah, it's a team sport. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's like a, it's like the Ravens and the, the Terps. We will all uh, have the... The, Terp, the Terps are letting me down a little bit. At least the Ravens <laughs> kept me going for three months. You over that yet? Do you guys... They gave you a reason <laughs> yeah, to wake up. I'm over it. I'm over it. Listen, because we, listen, because we have a lot of uh, NBA left, obviously, more than college. And then we'll move into breaking down some of these college games. Do you, do you think they're making an accurate line on the Pelicans? Or do you think they're, every game they're in, it's... Like yeah, the that's a good one. it's oh, it's off because of Zion. Yeah, the, I, I like the, the question because I've been thinking about that too. Well, you go ahead. What do you think? Of, I think he's that good. I, I can't believe. Well, I, well, I, well I, but, this but, game tonight. I'm saying he's getting six, and I'm going. Maybe they should be getting. I think Dallas is banged up. Well, uh, you know what I would say to you, John. I mean, to a degree, yes. I'll even I'll I'll dissect it and go go another way with you that uh, if. If because he's this polarizing guy and people want to see him play, and that means the general public's getting involved in the game because they want to see him play, uh, I think what you're seeing is Pelicans and the over. That's basically, and you're seeing these inflated totals, and yes, they're, they're a high-scoring team, but I would say to you it would be correlated that uh, 
if the Pelicans' numbers are inflated, the total's inflated as well to the point where they've gone over the last two, but the three prior to that were games that were under the total when they were on the road. Well, but to say to the Pelicans, that's see, this is how hard NBA is. It's If you listen to the show and you think, all right, I could just take the Pelicans and the over and make money for the rest of the year, it just doesn't work that way because, for example, last night the Pelicans are laying 12 at home versus Minnesota. They lose outright by five. Minnesota has half of a team right now with Towns being out. And the Pelicans, four out of the five starters, score over 25 points. So you just would not look at that game and say they're going to lose this game outright. It's a clear they've been playing well. They just lost to the Lakers the other day. They're just they're going to rebound, and it just doesn't go that way in the NBA. That's how hard it is if you just want to look at the line and look at the teams and even just look at the players and just try to make an opinion from a, a guy listening to the show. I have actually a new client that signed up for your service, Dave. He's a professional soccer player, professional soccer goalie, and he keeps calling me every night and goes, look, I know you have the plays, but can I parlay them? I want to make a lottery ticket return. I said, do not do it. Does he actually say those words? (laughs) Yes. Lottery ticket return. I want to parlay. I want to make, I lost money prior to calling you. I want to make it all back basically over the next week. And I just Mm -hmm. keep trying to explain to him, it's not about just trying to get rich overnight. This is a marathon. It's not a race. It's a consistent grind. And if you just follow the money management, you're going to be extremely profitable and happy and less stressed out than you were prior to picking up the phone and making a purchase the other day. So it's one of these things that certain bettors are just, they're so stuck in the past because they feel like they have to recoup all their losses overnight instead of just having a a clean slate and just following the correct money management and playing teams where I give them certain games that you provide, and they just like, they question every single move, they question every, and then the next day they thank me. Ah, uh, you were right. I couldn't believe they pulled it out. It's like the same story with every single client. But I think once I break those bad habits and I get them on the full plan of just understanding the money management with the games themselves, they're just their stress level goes down. Well, this kind of just, mentality is is how we think in a lot of things. I mean, credit card debt. Uh, we d- we just want to yeah we we get into trouble thinking like this. But it's good you train the people that call you that that, that come to you for advice that. Hey, you're not going to get rich overnight, and what happened in the past is the past. You need to move forward with yeah proper bankroll management. So uh, that's good stuff. Good stuff. I, I find myself saying that too to people, just people that I know, or the people that ask me for advice, or or they say the same kind of things. Well, I need six winners tonight. It's like okay, and you're not even guaranteed one. Let, let's focus on one play with value how about that and they're they just well, look at me like what what are you talking well, it's about also when you're when you're when you're trend betting like here's a perfect example guys like there there was a stat that was floating around on in the on gambling twitter which is teams that lay 12 or more win about 90 percent of the time so far in the nba this season win just win the game outright so what all these guys have been doing is these big betting squares i'm not going to call them groups They've been just blindly betting two-team and three-team parlays each night with every NBA team over um, basically approaching approach from, we'll call it 10 or higher. So, of course, last night, you think you're a wise guy. You money line parlay the Pelicans with, with the Nuggets. You got basically 10.5 and, and 16. And 
you know, if anything, you do the counter trend. You do the lottery ticket. You you do the two team parlay with the Timberwolves on the money line with the Warriors. And that's a better payoff than getting an even money return. There's no easy way to do this. You have to take each game on a game by game situation. Why I was asking about the uh, Pelicans being overvalued, my question to you was, having Minnesota last night, was that more betting against the Pelicans, or was that more betting on Minnesota because you knew the line was too high because the Pelicans were getting, Zion was getting too much uh, uh, point worthiness, if you know what I mean. Well, this is a combination of both. Th- those, are, those are spots where it's like, let, who, who's looking to take the T-Wolves at all? Nobody. <laughs> no pros, no regular people. So you do know there is there is a little bit of skew there with because of Zion. So it's it's a combination of both. And then when you see the line move in those spots, and then you get an extra half point at certain places, it just becomes almost an auto bet where you don't even need to, uh, where you where you don't even need to really know exactly what the line. You just know the spot is good based on all of that. That's that's kind of how I do it. You know, like sometimes I'll, you know, if you see a 10 point dog and you're going, well, this line should be seven or eight. Well, I'm not sure because of this. When when all those fundamentals are there, just bet it. And, and you'll, you'll. Do you make... fade double digit favorites at post? So I'm looking here, the sometimes. Nuggets opened at 15 and not a half and closed at 16. Not all the time. Not all the time because some of those moves, you got to remember, some, if it was that easy, you would just do that. There, There is nothing that you can just right. blindly do one thing and, and it's that easy. Uh, because some of those moves, some of those moves are right, you know. Like, like last night, some of the sharper guys were laying twelve and twelve and a half with the Lakers, and I think it fell. Yeah, it fell on thirteen. They covered. They covered. Well, they well, won by thirteen. Right. So the move was was right there um, by the the. That's actually. I think that was sharper guys betting it. I wasn't involved in that game, but so some of the moves, and you know the numbers. I mean, in the long run, what are they? They're still. What fifty point five percent? Well, so real quick, we we got ten minutes left, so I'm going to just give you the breakdown really quick. Fifty point five percent dogs are winning in the NBA. Four hundred and fifty two, four hundred and forty three, twenty games pushing on the closing number. Totals a little dip at difference. Fifty point seven percent to the over. Four hundred and thirty one to the over. Four hundred nineteen to the under. Now, here's the interesting thing. If you were, just to show you how hard it is to beat the VIG, if you, you have a, you have a um, in college basketball, a 28-game advantage to the dogs, 50.3%, 2,446 favorite dogs have covered, 2,418 uh, favorites have covered, 94 games have closed on the number. We've had 4,958 college basketball games. We've had 915 NBA games completed. The difference between both sports, college and pro, is 2%. 50.5% to the dog side on the NBA, 50.3% to the dog side on the favorites. I mean, excuse me, in college to the dogs. So, But here's the point. You can't win just blindly betting that way because if you bet every game just for 100 bucks, you'd be down $21,380 in juice being up 28 games in college. If you did the same thing in the NBA, you're up nine games. There's only a nine-game margin between the dogs and the favorites after 915 NBA games. So there you go, 50.5%, 50.3%, and there you have it. But, but what about 
what you were referring to what about the double digit dogs just specifically those how have those done do you know that number I haven't separated it out because you yeah because you're in those numbers you got one and two point favorites as well so i have a feeling the double digit dogs are closer to 51 percent uh so so in the long I'll run i'll work on that for next week well so in the long run <laughs> i mean it, it i i think the, I think I think something that's fifty one percent. Now, if you line up all the other fundamentals, so you you shop around for the half point, you go against the move, you're fading the teams that have been super. If you add everything else there, those those are just good spots to almost blindly bet. And I find myself doing it almost daily, even when I think the line was was right on at open and it's still kind of efficient. I'll just whenever it's like five or six fundamentals like that on those bigger dogs. I'll, I'll blindly bet. So, yeah, let us know next week. I'm curious. I have a feeling it's like 51%, if I had to guess. Maybe 50.8. And I, and I have no idea. 50.9. It's definitely... Well, well, I can't even say it's definitely over 50%. Maybe it's not. But usually in pro sports, uh, it is over 50%. So, I'd be curious. I, I will say this. Uh, as I told you last week, Oak City and Boston are the number two spots at just period straight up. But here's an interesting stat. Boston is the number one spot... As a dog, and the number two spot as a just overall any spread, they're fourteen and four as a dog. They, and then you have right there with them is the Lakers seven and one. So I mean, basically, um, what, what it's showing you is the third spot is Oak City. So what, what base to be in the top spot in the NBA against the spread, you better be covering as a dog as well as a favorite. Right. Oklahoma City is twenty four ten. 24 and 10 as a dog. They've been a dog 34 times. Boston is 14 and 4. They've been a dog 18 times. The Lakers are 7 and 1. They've been a dog 8 times. When we get into deeper into the baseball season, as you know, uh, Brian, you have horrible teams in baseball that will only be a dog out of 162 game, game season. They'll be a dog five times. But you, you get you, good you, teams in the NBA that are still a dog a good amount of the time. But I know you love going in there sniffing them out too. I mean, I'm playing. I'm, I'll play. I'm playing preseason baseball because I get an edge betting <laughs> dogs. I mean, I can't even imagine they lay two. You can. You're going to lay two hundred in a preseason game, right? You just do it as a flyer. But again, that's a whole other story. But when you look at these teams and you look at how they perform, the good teams performing as a dog. That's that that's that's amazing. By the way, like back to dogs in 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 the NBA. One of the best teams in the NBA is like Sacramento Kings as a dog. They're 24 and 15 as a dog. So I mean again, you you have teams, the Bucks is a perfect example comparable to MLB. The Bucks have only been a dog 3 times this season. They're 2 and 1. I, I know that I remember the one game that I had. I think they were no, no, they were favored there, huh? What? What? Do you remember the games? No, nah, it doesn't show. But I would, you know. But I'm just saying that you have certain teams that, right. and then the Has thing is, as a LA. favorite, as a favorite, the number one team is uh, Memphis. They're 12 and six overall uh, as a favorite, and then the, the second spot, believe it or not, is Toronto, 26 and 18. They won on the road yesterday, laying four. Um, and then again, the fourth spot back to Boston. So you're going to get teams that are in both, both. Obviously, the teams at the top have to be in both categories. But it is interesting that Memphis is in the top spot. I just, think, I, I just, I'm convinced. People get really into those numbers, and and that's all they look at, and they, they're they're just so into. I just think it's mostly variance. I really do. I'm convinced. 
But but I will in hearing all of that now. If I have a lean, I'm more likely to to use that information, I guess. But I would never let that be the foundation of my bets. But some people do. I don't know. So what's the skinny now? You guys are, are arriving when? Uh, Monday the sixteenth. Right. Okay. I'm excited. And we'll be in studio on the eighteenth. And uh, we might be the only two people on the plane, depending upon how good the media does it. I said the worst-case scenario, we'll have less crowds to fight traffic through. Well, uh, we'll be looking forward to that. And Mike, get, Mike might actually get these chicken wings. I predict a year from now we're not even really talking about the coronavirus anymore. Uh, that's what I think. Hopefully, no, I'm, ho- sure. Hopefully, I'm sure. Hopefully it's a lot sooner than that. Exactly. All Let I care is so- for Brian to deliver these wings, man. That's all I've been oh, asking whoa, whoa, for, whoa, for the whoa, last whoa, three or no, sixty-five no, hold days. On. You're get you're getting chicken wings. Well, where where did the word "deliver" come into the equation? <laughs> Uber Eats. I heard, I heard Uber Eats. Deliver. In the studio. Listen, they're going to be there when I arrive in the studio. I'm going to eat them during the show. Deliver. You know what I'm going to do? I mean, I mean, I mean, I might even make you some homemade wings. Oh no. No, no, I'm not cooking them. I got to ask you a question. My, my Brian, lovely bride, who listen, she listens to this. Yeah, listen, no, no, I have she'll to make ask you, them. Is she, it ranch good. or blue cheese? Oh, is it ranch the, or blue if cheese? You, if you ask, I should hang up the phone. I got it. The, 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 the listeners want to know. I, it's, if you want what the, one of the only things that I, I honestly despise about Las Vegas is that you have to ask for blue cheese with chicken wings. Like they, they walk, ranch, in, right? they walk out, they bring out ranch. I mean, no, 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 you, you've got it backwards. If someone wants ranch, they're supposed to ask for ranch. I think you're contrarian there. I'm not contrarian. But I don't I'm, need, from I don't... Bu- I'm from Buffalo. I'm a wing connoisseur. Okay. I'm, I'm right. Okay, then they got it all wrong. They got it. The whole community's got it wrong. The world's spinning backwards. Blue cheese all day. Thank Please. you, Mike. Twelve wings, blue cheese. That's all I'm I not when I walk this into show. the studio. I'm not missing this show. Nu- nuclear here. hot wings. Early. Nuclear hot wings Let- with blue cheese. There's a sh- there's a thing called hot wings on YouTube where you eat spicy food. I think for our next radio show, we should bring in the hot sauces for the wings in the studio. See who uh, can go the hottest. You best be careful. Oh, and believe me, some of those, uh, that'll, <laughs> that'll ruin your day. All right, listen, uh, we're looking forward to it, fellas, and we'll, be, uh, we'll play it back again next week, and then we'll see you the week after that. Excited? It's a great time of year. Uh, you guys have a great week. We'll talk next week, and we invite everybody to uh, get on board and check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com. So you're sporting the, the T-shirt. It's a gorgeous day. Uh, I'm still you, hot. You're going to be, you, gonna, you're gonna be out, out and about enjoying the sunny weather? Uh, no, I'm going to go study games. <laughs> you could do that outside, can't you? <laughs> Studying games. All right. Good stuff, David Miller in studio. Right. Always great fun. Again, folks, have a great week, and we invite you to check out the website, sportsinsiderradio.com.